This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and I'm joined by Dr. Richard Blackbee. Thanks for having me again, Sam. Well, it's Can't my... thank you enough. Hey, anytime you are welcome uh, to come on your own podcast, we, we greatly appreciate uh, those times that you do, that you keep showing up. Uh, I think every single episode so far. Uh, you, you've... And that, and only you and I know uh, what great lengths we've had to go to make sure that I am uh, broadcast every week. Yeah. I've just, I was in South Africa recently, going to Thailand before long, and, uh, and so some of those trips you you have to go through some great logistical gymnastics to make this possible you know it's it's worth it though for you richard <laughs> only for you uh well you know we've we've hit on some hot button issues before in the past and uh today I th- it looks like we're going to be taking a deep dive on uh, another one of those yeah and you know sam we've talked about this uh, a number of times in different contexts but I thought it might not hurt just to go back around to one of the issues that perhaps is can get people as animated as anything I talk about, and that is anger. Uh, and there's a big debate sometimes, and, and I've mentioned this before, but if I ever talk about anger as if that's something we should try to suppress or eradicate from our life, there's always someone that immediately says, but Jesus got angry. But the temple. Yeah, the temple. <laughs> he cleansed the temple, didn't he? And of course, as we've, we've shared before, it doesn't actually say that Jesus was ever angry when he cleansed the temple. Um, mm-hmm. He, I, I think personally, it was, it was a prophetic act. He was, he was making a statement. He was, in a sense, declaring war on the religious elite that had completely subverted what the purposes of the temple were. But, but that aside, uh, I just know that if you ever just post something on social media about the fact that we need God just to free us from our anger or that we need to try to be anger free. And I promise you, you will have people that will very quickly respond and tell you, well, anger is good, or we need to be angry about what's going on in our country today. Or, uh, if you'd had the life I have, you'd be angry too. And so on. And Jesus was angry. And, um, and so if you, if you, if if it just means you care, it just means that you're passionate about things and it matters. um, And so, yeah, there's, (laughs) it's, it's interesting to me how much uh, some people want to justify their anger. Yeah. And so I just thought we'd look at a couple of uh, verses that talk about that. And and one of those is James. Of course, uh, it's G- we, tradition says it's Jesus' brother. Uh, he's the first kind of main pastor there in Jerusalem after Peter takes off. And, and James 1, uh, verses 19 and 20, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to spe- speak, and slow to anger. Uh, that, that's a verse that, uh, for as long as I can remember, my dad has quoted that verse. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, quick to listen. Uh, be quicker to listen than you are to speak. I, I know so many people. Their mouth just gets going right away, and it's obvious after a sentence or two that they have not really carefully thought about what they're saying. They or, just, or listen to what? Yeah, they just have what. And I tell you, if you've ever been kind of in an argument or a debate with someone, and it's almost as if you're having two entirely different conversations yeah. <laughs> because everything you say to them, they haven't heard a thing. They're just going to keep battering away at the same thing, and you. Uh, and then it's, but then it says, be slow to anger. Now, interestingly, it doesn't say don't be angry. It just says, be slow to anger. Yeah, don't, it, don't go there quick. 
Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if that's what he was saying. Oh, well, uh, but uh, and and so in a sense, what that might be saying is um, uh, there are there may be times where anger is legitimate, but don't let that be your go-to uh, default. Where the moment something happens, you're angry. Uh, if, if you're hot right away, if yeah. if you're still in the midst of a conversation, but you're already angry and you haven't even heard everything yet then uh, be careful. Uh, and so it is kind of interesting because it says uh, perhaps there is a place for anger, but don't go there very quickly. It, it should really, anger in a sense, should be a last resort. Yeah. Uh, but then it goes on to say in verse 20, the reason for that, for human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. And, you know, I, I think we really, really have to uh, meditate upon that yeah. because... Um, we we often say, well, Jesus cleansed the temple, and and let's just, let's give him even the benefit of the doubt that he was angry. Uh, but that was God's righteousness. That was yeah. God's temple. Jesus was the Son of God. He was sinless. He was perfect. Um, and this was not about him. They were not insulting him. They were insulting his father. They were robbing people of an opportunity to to come to God. Yeah. And so this had nothing, in a sense, to do with Jesus personally. Uh, it was righteous anger. But what he's saying is, don't assume that your anger is righteous. Yeah. It, you, what you're experiencing is human anger, and that is not the same as God's righteousness. Um, and I, I love how we tend to think that whatever makes us mad must be righteous. Uh, because, you know, we're Christian after all. And so if we're upset about something, it's obviously, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, and if I'm angry, it must, that. it has to be that it, that I've been offended. And this is, uh, you know, th- th- this is something that I, I deserve to be angry about. Well, what's interesting about that, that temple cleansing is it's his anger is directed at the people of God. It's, you know, and I think mm-hmm. when, when Christians today, and especially on social media, very rarely is their direct their anger directed at the people of God. It's usually directed at the other political party or the world at large. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's secular you know. Hollywood or yeah. something else, but, um, yeah. And, and so I think, um, uh, you know, if you can be living your life the same way Jesus did with a sinless heart, with a pure heart, yeah. um, and you're angry still, then, Perhaps you're, it's righteous, but our problem yeah. is that we have a lot of stuff in us that uh, is not righteous, and so when we get angry, we have an unrighteous anger. Um, there's another passage in, in Philippians or Ephesians four verses twenty six, and it says, um, "Be angry and do not sin." Uh, and so there you go, you know. You can be angry. Yeah, be angry, just don't sin. But the moment that you say an unkind, cutting, hurtful thing in anger to someone, you've just sinned. You've just violated this. Now, we just we love to just embrace the first part and not the second part. Um, and to say, and, and so I would, when someone says, well, uh, I think my anger is righteous, uh, then I would say, well, perhaps it is. Um, let me ask you, what, what kind of thoughts is that anger giving you toward that person? Do you, is that anger causing you to love that person more? Is that anger causing you to want to be reconciled with that person more? Is that anger causing you to want that person to experience salvation, become your brother or sister in Christ? Um, if your anger is causing you to wish that that person just got fired, that they, 
came down with a severe case of COVID or they had all kinds of uh, calamities come upon them, then I'm, I'm not guessing that your anger is causing you uh, yeah, to, to sin not. To, to, to sin not. And so, and then, but then it, uh, so it's saying if you can truly, honestly, and, and you know, sin sometimes is not even just what you say or do. It's, it's what you're thinking. It's, it's your attitude. It's your heart. You're, you're angry. And, you're, and of course, that's why Jesus said, some of you are committing murder in your heart. You, you, in your heart, you wish the person was dead. Uh, you wish that they would experience harm. Uh, and it's the same as if you actually brought harm upon them then. It's your heart. You've already committed sin in your heart. And so, that, but then it goes on and says, um, uh, you know, not only to uh, not be angry or, or, or be angry, but don't sin. But then it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Okay, so now we've got a time limit on anger here because yeah. every night the sun goes down. So what is that telling you? You know, basically, if you're going to get angry, deal with it before you go to bed. The day of. Yeah, the day of. And so now why would why would Paul say that? Uh, I mean, if it's okay to be angry, you know, that's see, that's the thing for a lot of folks. They'll look at the, just that first part of verse 26 and say, well, they said it's okay to be angry. But, but then you say, but you've been angry for three months. Yeah. You know, you've been ranting I mean, on social media for three months. And I'm, I'm guessing the sun went down a couple of times in the last three months. And you woke up just as angry as you went to bed that night. Uh, Paul says, if you're going to be angry, okay, there, there may be something that is worthy of your anger. Uh, and, and express it, uh, you know, uh, uh, properly deal with it. But when you go to bed at night, you're, you need to be done with it. Uh, take it to God. Uh, leave it with him and have a good night's sleep. And I think in part, it's it's almost like, you know, I, I was, I, I read something or saw something on the internet the other day, which so it has to be true. It must be. <laughs> but I think it was about Madame Curry and she was dealing with a bunch of stuff that was uh, radioactive mm-hmm. um, and kind of... As she does. Yeah, and, and I forget now all exactly what she was dealing with, but it was very radioactive. And so apparently she was around radioactivity so much that her, her corpse was radioactive and that they actually had to bury her in some kind of very special like lead coffin. Lead co- yeah. Like some kind of coffin so that because you can, you can kind of go to her gravesite or whatever, but it would, it would harm people to be near her. <laughs> because she was around it so much. Yeah. And, um, and I'm thinking that's kind of what anger is like. Um, you're dealing with radioactive, harmful uh, material here. And if you stay around it very long, it's going to cling to you yeah. and it's going to consume you. And so in a very limited, specific kind of uh, way, there might be something that is worthy of your anger and, and, uh, that's fine if, if there is, and you can deal with it in a righteous way. But even if you do it righteously, at the end of the day, you've, you've dealt with it. You've done your business. You've said what needed to be said. Uh, and now you need to put it away. But when the sun goes down, and I think that's just a great safeguard to say, uh, okay, I had a few hours here to, to deal with this, to run through the course of, of my strong feelings, uh, and now I just need to let it go. And you know, I've kind of shared a little bit about that with this uh, the sunroom that I we've built and the this crook, saga. the crook that stole a lot of money from me, lied to me, kept my money, never did anything. 
And I'll tell you what, there was a there was a night or two in bed where I get in bed and just be thinking about this guy and how he blatantly just robbed me of money that I could have used for so many other things. Uh, you might have inherited some of that money one day, Sam, but now it's gone to some no, thieving sun rumor. Yeah, now you're going to be angry. Uh, but uh, and I remember just thinking, I. I'm either going to get in bed every night and start thinking about this guy and then just be mad all over again. I don't know that that's going to affect him in any way, but it's certainly given me a rotten night's sleep and I've got to let it go. Yeah. I've got to let it go. Uh, and I just can't keep being angry about that. It's done. It's, it's, I can't hit rewind. can't do it over again. I've, I've, I've done what I can do. And at this point I, I, I just re- refuse the, uh, that would just be really such a shame. He's already taken my money. Now he's going to take away my peace, my joy, uh, my which, good, my which would night's even, sleep. Yeah. Eventually start taking away your health. You yeah. Know? Like if you let that, yeah. if it goes long enough, like yeah. he's going to rob everything. You know, yeah. Like I remember one time I, when I was a pastor, I met a woman that her husband had committed adultery on her and had treated her badly for sure. Uh, but this woman was just obsessed with it. I mean, like she literally, I watched her like, I mean, she originally, she came to see me in my office and she told the whole story and yeah, it was heartbreaking. I felt so- sorry for her. But then I realized she told that story to everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. she's going and buying a blouse at, at the store and she's telling the, the, the checkout clerk and people sitting beside her on a park bench or I mean, just anybody, wait, waitresses um, serving her food and uh, she's consumed by what her former husband had done to her. And mm-hmm. um, years later, just this, like, she got to the point, nobody wanted to be around her. I, I remember one time I was in a restaurant with someone and I saw her coming into the restaurant by herself, sat down at a, at a booth on the other side of the restaurant. So I just noticed her. I thought, well, when, I, I, I'm, when I'm leaving, I'm, I may just say hi to her as I go. But but then she got up to go to the bathroom or something and she was gone for a while. And the waitress came in and thought that she must have left because she'd been gone so long. So she cleared off the table and uh, and I thought, I kind of know she's gone. I assumed, oh, I guess something came up. She left. But eventually she came back in and all the tables been reset and they're serving someone else. And I just thought, this poor woman, like her whole life is just miserable. She's just... Um, and I just thought, wow, like it, she did have things. I mean, I'm sure she right, you know, rightfully should have been angry when she found out her husband was committing adultery on her. But, but 10 years later to still be nursing that anger was just making her a hollowed out, empty, bitter person that nobody wanted to be around. And so I think Paul just wisely says there, there are some times and let me give you three quick ones three reasons why you might be uh, angry. One is it's truly a righteous anger. And I think that's, I think if you see maybe the poor being oppressed, you see uh, victims, uh, maybe it's, you know, single mom that's being exploited by uh, uh, a greedy landlord or, you know, just uh, maybe people just cheating. uh, And there are a lot of people out there if they don't think you know what, you know, it could be a car mechanic who just mm-hmm. charges you a ton of extra money for something that didn't even need to be fixed, but you don't know any better. And they tell you, well, we better go ahead and clean, you know, change this for you. Or, you know, boy, if this goes out, you know, you could be stuck on the road and, and you still have, you know, 30,000 miles to go before you need to look at that. But, uh, you know, and so when you hear of people being exploited um, or, you know, you hear about, 
maybe maybe children that are growing up in a supposedly Christian home and then their parents just abandon the Lord. They claim to be Christians, but they're just being hypocrites in front of their kids. And now their kids want nothing to do with Christianity or church. And and it can anger you to think those parents knew better. They knew the gospel and they just got selfish. They got sinful. And now none of their kids want anything to do with God because of the way. And you think those poor kids, if they just had parents who'd stuck with the truth and done the right thing, then they would be walking with God today too. But so, you know, there's lots of, uh, or, you know, you see a church that is, here it is in a community. It's the only church in a whole neighborhood. And they should be salt and light to their neighbors, but instead they're bickering and fighting and splitting over what color the carpet's supposed to be. And you just think, that that can make you a righteous anger where you say, so a whole community is going to be lost because this church cared more about the color of carpet than about taking the gospel into their neighborhood. And yeah. so there, there are some things I think it's legitimate to, to be passionately even angry about and say, these people are blind. These people have no clue what really matters here and what doesn't matter. And, and so, you know, I, or, you, you know, you turn on the news and you see, uh, dictators that, you know, their, their people are starving to death and the UN sends food in or something. And the dictator takes all the food and sells it to their friends for money and lets his own people starve to death. And you see stuff like that. And I think it's perfectly, I think Jesus would be angry too, if he saw some of that. Um, and, and, but, but be careful how you deal with that yeah. because that's why some people have, you know, taken guns and gone back and shot up places because they were so angry at uh, how people were being oppressed or treated. And, and then it leads to, to sin. Uh, second reason we get angry is because people just don't do, they don't meet our expectations. We expected them to appreciate us, to thank us, to, you know, be kind to us, whatever. And then they didn't do it. Or maybe we're a boss and we expected our employee to do the right thing and to work hard and come on time. And they didn't. And that made us angry. And so oftentimes our anger comes because people didn't do what we thought they should. And that frustrates us because we really want the world to operate the way we think it should. And if people don't, um, we get frustrated and even anger, angry. And, uh, and maybe a third category that I think often leads to anger is when we, we get hurt, when people attack us, when yeah. they mistreat us. And it's a natural response at times to get angry uh, that someone would insult me that way, that they would uh, demean me that way. And, you know, the, I think there can be a place for some anger. Uh, you know, when someone, and there's lots of famous stories of where someone was told they'd never amount to anything and they got angry and that anger actually propelled them to work hard and study late and yeah. do their best. And, and they became, you know, very successful and, and it, it, they sort of channeled that anger into a positive uh, response. Um, and in time, usually they kind of got over the anger part and just used it in a po- as positive energy and, and that's fine. But, but at the end of the day, I think we just have to be aware that anger is radioactive and, uh, unless you can channel it into a very positive action. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, you have to just hand that anger over to God and say, God, if there's a, a righteous response to this, then God, I'm going to need you to show me. And that God, this is going to be your issue, not my issue. Uh, I'll play my part. I'll do what I can. But God, you're the ultimate judge here of yeah. right and wrong, not me. And uh, I can't 
act as God in this universe because I just don't have the, the wherewithal to do that. Uh, it'll tear me up trying to bring about justice on my own. But, um, but I can trust that there will, a day will come when you will make all things right. And, uh, and so I just need to, in my own little way, my own little world, do what I can, but, um, but, but not do it with anger because if you let, if you don't let that, if the sun goes down and you haven't dealt with it, uh, every day that it, it remains in you, it's going to just embed itself ever deeply. And, uh, and you and I both have known angry people and no one really wants to be around angry people very long uh, except maybe other angry people yeah uh but I, I don't think that jesus did not minister that was not characteristic of his ministry to do things out of anger you don't see that it's, it's rare even if he was angry cleansing the temple yeah it was rare that was that was certainly the exception not the rule with jesus in the way he lived his life and so um don't be too quick to rationalize, to justify your anger. When in doubt, probably better not to have anger than yeah. to have it. Uh, if you can do it and not sin and to do it righteously, do it good for you. Write a book and tell us all how to do that because yeah. my anger tends to drift inevitably into unrighteousness. And so probably better to just not go there in the first place. Yeah, it may not be the, the initial anger in the first place, but it's what, what actions follow that anger that, that get us into trouble. Well, uh, thank you for reminding us uh, to, not, to not be angry and to, if we are going to be angry, do it slowly and with righteousness. <laughs> and, uh, and when the and sun ang- starts to set, <laughs> exactly. put it away, file it exactly. away, be so, done with it. This is, a, as always, a very uh, uh, apt reminder for us as we, as we lead and as we live. So thank you again. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.